Bismillah, alhamdulillah, wa salatu wa salamu ala rasulillah. Welcome to Swisscast. I am your host, Brother Suhaib Webb. Assalamu alaikum to you and to yours. What I thought I would do today is one of the things I've been able to, by the grace of Allah, do during the pandemic is just really up my focus on the Quran. Um, finished, I think, five qiraat, uh, alhamdulillah, bifadillah, during the pandemic and have just been revisiting uh, my relationship with the Quran through this really interesting time. And, you know, subhanAllah, one of the things that uh, I've been doing is just reading tafsir. And I thought today what I would do is just share a few gems with you um, from Surah Al-Baqarah that I hope my reflections bring some value to your day. And then I'm looking forward to your reflections as well. Um, Surah Al-Baqarah, of course, we know some of the companions of the Prophet, peace be upon him, like Abdullah ibn Omar, spent over a decade extracting, you know, the gems, the, the rulings, the guidance, the directions from this incredible chapter. We know that the Prophet, peace be upon him, said to read this chapter because it will come in the hereafter as like a shining light along with the third chapter of the Qur'an. We know that the Prophet encouraged us to recite this chapter in our homes because it will protect us from demonic forces by the grace of Allah and the will of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala alone. And we know that the Prophet said that sihr, right, magic cannot, cannot engage this chapter. And we know that, of course, in this chapter is the greatest verse of the Quran, uh, according to most scholars, Ayatul Kursi. So I, I wanted to reflect on just a few verses. I'm just going to kind of go with this um, very kind of fluidly. And I'm going to try my best to avoid some of the complex terminology. And if it gets a little complex, be patient and learn, right? And, and push yourself. Sometimes being uncomfortable while we're learning is very important. It's a natural process of growth. But the first reflection is on just like the beauty of the Quranic language and how it draws you into not only an engagement with the vocabulary that you see in front of you, but then the art of the Quran and its ability to paint an image in your mind that really intensifies the meaning of the words. It's, it's remarkable. And so if you look, for example, at the 12th verse of Surah Al-Baqarah, and if you look at um, the 13th verse, as well as the 9th verse, the 9th and the 12th verse, you see the same verb used, yash'urun, yash'urun. The word sha'ar, right, is, is, is hair, right? Sha'ru is hair. Um, and, 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 and poetry is called sha'r because it, it, it touches you in a subtle way as you kind of feel when someone touches your hair. Kind of interesting, right? So the one who is la uh, yash'ur is the one who doesn't perceive. And Imam Nasafi says something very beautiful. It's like when someone would rub your skin, right? Your, your hair is sensitive to the touch. So a person who la yash'ur is someone who's insensitive. It's like really cool, right? And, and so we see this verb used in the ninth uh, verse as well as the twelfth verse, la yash'urun. And then again, in the 13th verse, we see a different verb used, la ya'lamun, they don't know. Now, 
What's remarkable in all of this, and I, I hope I can encapsulate this for you, is that these three verbs actually require an object, right? So, لا يعلمون شيئاً لا يعلمون الحق لا يشعرون حالهم أو لا يشعرون أنهم مفسدون, right? So it's like لا يعلمون they don't know something. Something has to be mentioned, right? It's a transitive verb. لا يشعرون they they do not perceive, right? They are not sensitive to the touch, if you will. To what? It's not mentioned. And the reason that in all three instances it is not mentioned is because the absence of the object is explained by the phrase in front of it. <laughs> All right, so just, just, just roll with me for a minute. Just roll with me for a minute. It's really beautiful, right? So, la yashurun, and then what they do not perceive is not mentioned. So the reader is asking, la yashurun, what? What do they not perceive? Well, they don't perceive, so it is though the absence of the object is used to amplify the statement they do not perceive. So we, we, we have a very interesting uh, section in rhetoric on the section when things aren't mentioned. And usually things aren't mentioned to highlight or amplify a situation. So, لا يشعرون, لا يشعرون, the object is not mentioned. They don't perceive, they don't perceive. A, an astute Arabic reader is going to stop and say, but what they, what they don't perceive isn't mentioned. Yes, because they don't perceive. You see that? لا يعلمون, they don't know that they're ignorant. And again, here, this is like really, really heavy. Like in like indeed it is only they who are ignorant but they are ignorant that they're ignorant <laughs> so it's like compounded ignorance they don't know that that they're sufaha that they're ignorant but what's interesting is the object again is not mentioned so that an astute reader will say what do they not know? Because it's not mentioned. So it is though it is not mentioned to amplify the feeling and the depth of their ignorance. It's like really cool, man. It's really cool. The, the second, um, I think, lesson that we want to go to is in, in uh, Surah Al-Baqarah is the story of Sayyidina Adam. And, and how one of the goals of, of shaitan is to change the meanings of things. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he says to um, our mother and our father, Sayyidina Hawa and uh, Sayyidina Adam, uh, salam, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says to them very clearly, وَلَا تَقْرَبَ هَذِهِ الشَّجَرَةِ Right? Don't come close to the tree. Don't come close to it. Don't approach it. Don't get near it. Have nothing to do with it because you will be from الظالمين, those people who fall into to, to sin. And then of course, We know that shaitan caused them to slip. And Surah Al-A'raf actually presents how shaitan 
changes the meanings of things and, and works to deceive people. And, and this is going to lead into the discussion in our third verse, but just think about this, that oftentimes the battle of shaitan is a battle of nomenclature and the meanings behind nomenclature. So, you know, Iblis says to our parents, وَمَا نَهَيْتُكُمَا رَبُّكُمَا عَنْ هَذِهِ الشَّجَرَةِ إِلَّا أَنْ تَكُونَ مَرَكَيْنِ أَوْ تَكُونَ مِنَ الْخَارِدِينَ Right, that the only reason that you know your Lord has prohibited you um, from coming close to this tree, your Creator, is that you'll become angels or you'll live forever. So here's the first example: that he he, he distorts the meaning of the command, and we see this today in postmodernity. The meanings of words, the meanings of terms are being drastically changed, and especially here in the United States, I can't speak. To anywhere else and especially here where I live in New York City political nomenclature is replacing religious nomenclature so we see now Muslims who refuse to speak to each other not on religious issues over political issues right that's very concerning or they judge one another using a political uh, framework instead of a religious framework and of course there may be sometimes some carryover into both but ultimately the final resting point for this should be religious terminology. So think about how we've changed over the last few years. Think about the vocabulary that we use. Think about are we injecting religion into politics or politics into religion? As I challenge people, what's your political the uh, theology? They don't have an answer. They have a, a theology which has polit been politicized but they don't have a political theology. So we have to be very, very careful, whether on the left or the right, that we are adopting terms and then re-injecting them into religion and thereby like restricting the scope of deen, restric restricting the scope of religion and also defiling it in many ways, making it, as one of the OGs used to say to us, Islam instead of Islam, Islam and Islam instead of Islam. And also we know that shaitan, he swears to them. One of the scholars said this is the first example of false marketing. In the seventh chapter of the Quran, this is the first example of peer pressure in history. Shaitan says to our parents, I'm from a large group of those who wanted to tell you this, but I'm telling it to you. So it's, it's a very interesting lesson that we take there from Surah Al-Baqarah about how shaitan um, can use uh, uh, nomenclature and meaning to try to deceive people. That's why his name is Iblis. And then also he, he, um, he will use like peer pressure. And then subhanAllah, he uses kind of like this, this, you know, this idea of, of, of an oath, like passionate charisma. So nowadays people will, will find themselves being tricked because people may be passionate or charismatic as those magicians in the seventh chapter of the Quran like Samiri in Surah Al-Baqarah who would hit in Surah, Surah Taha and Surah Qasas who in his charisma can get people to leave Prophet Musa for a calf a golden calf so there's a lot to be taken there and I'll, I'll let you kind of um, you know think about it and, and share your thoughts amongst yourselves.
And I hope with me, if you can reach out to me online and let me know your reflections, uh, I would love, love to hear them. Uh, later on in the chapter, we go to verse number 79. And there is a very interesting statement where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is talking about, you know, Bani Israel. And he says, وَمِنْهُمْ أُمِّيُّونَ لَا يَعْلَمُونَ الْكِتَابَ that word And Allah is talking about interpretation and religious interpretation. And he says, number one is they're ignorant. لا يعلمون الكتاب Right? That, that, that these people do not have their prerequisite knowledge to engage the haqq. And now, nowadays we find even amongst the Muslims, man, there, there's an anger towards learning. There's an anger towards the discipline that's needed to learn. Oh, you have to make it easier for me or, you know, make it like this. No, why don't you learn, man? Push yourself a little bit. Right? This isn't, this isn't like a, 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 you know, a la carte. Right? Sometimes we should push ourselves a little bit. That's why some of the earlier scholars, the introductions to their books are very complicated to, to kind of weed out who's really interested and who's not. Who's, Imam Bukhari does this actually in the very first hadith or second hadith he mentions. He, he puts something in one of the asanid to show like who really is going to push themselves a little and who isn't. Subhanallah. وَمِنْ هُمْ لَا يَعْلَمُونَ الْكِتَابَ إِلَّا إِلَّا And then, and this goes back to the second lesson that we took about Iblis. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that these people don't have the prerequisite knowledge to engage the Torah. He's talking about at that time. And Amaniyah, actually here is like whims. And, and there's different, you know, tafasir for this. Some said falsehood. But, but you find a statement of Sayyidina Uthman ibn Affan radiallahu anhu says, مَا تَمَنَّيْتُ مُنْذُ أَسْلَمْتْ Which means, I did not inject into the religion my own personal whims since the time I became Muslim. Now you go back to why I explained <laughs> one of the goals of shaitan and the dangers now of Muslims politicizing their theology instead of creating a political theology. And, and the danger of being too familiar with popular culture, too familiar with the vocabulary of things that take us away from religious vocabulary, and then, you know, injecting that into religion without having enough knowledge of religion to kind of sanitize, if you will, and Islamicize those things. And, and Sidi Ahmed Zarouq, he, he has a really interesting principle in his Qawaid at Tasawwuf, where he says, Isnadu shayli aslihi. Any idea that you have, tusniduhu ad al asl. What he means, and when scholars use the word asl, it means a clear text from Quran and Sunnah. So any idea that we have, tasiluhu ad al asli, or tusniduhu ila or ad al asli. It's been a long time, I forgot. But, but, but root it, do what's called ta'seel, from asl. Give it an asl. Make sure that idea is first supported by the foundations of scripture and the statements of the prophet. And now what we're seeing is the opposite. That 
scripture and the teachings of the Prophet are, are, are being supported by things outside of the deen. And that's a, that, that's a very serious issue. In Sidi Zuruq, he says, and then once you've established that it has support from, from the deen, then you provide specific evidences to that foreign idea or foreign thing in a way that shapes it and conditions it so it conforms to the teachings of the religion. So activism. Okay, let me find some support for activism. And then let me find specific evidences that make sure that that, that raw clay of activism is in line, is Sharia compliant. That's the word I'm looking for. Or any type of like interfaith. Interfaith is an abstraction. I'm not super big on, on the term, but you know, let's just say dawah. Dawah. Okay, so we're making dawah. Now we have evidences for dawah. Allah says, ud'u, call. But then I have to make sure that the da'wah I'm doing is Sharia compliant. That is going to take specific evidences that are going to shape and hone and discipline the idea. So here you see something. So amani, amani here means they don't have any of that. There's no ta'seel and there's no tahseel and there's no ta'meel. That three-prong process, right? Uh, Four-prong, sorry. Ta'seel, tadleel, Ta'seel, ta'meel. This is usul. So I root it. I make sure that it's supported by the sharia. As Imam al-Muhasibi said, anything that comes to you, aridha, present it in front of the Quran and Sunnah and the evidences of the sharia. First and foremost, so that it can be measured. And that measuring is what he's talking about here is that process of thumma qiyamuhu bi dalilihi khasa aw adillatihi al-khasa then you establish it with the, the, the evidences that allow you and don't allow you and help you navigate. Then there is the tahseel, then there is the arrival that the action is sharia compliant, and then there's ta'meel. Then there's the, the, the putting it into action. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, illa amaniya, right? That these, they just come into it with false whims, amani, the word actually here, and we know there's a name Amani, which is, carries a different connotation, but here what it means is false hopes, man. Hopes and things that aren't real, like falsehood. So I'm interjecting now into, these people are interjecting now into their understanding. The fact that they don't have the prerequisite knowledge, and then they're just dreaming. They're dreaming. As, as one of my students at Swiss says, I could only freestyle so long. I could only freestyle so long until I realized I needed a producer, until I needed to find someone to teach me. And a lot of us are out there freestyling. And if we're freestyling simply off passion, whether passion that's pushing us to the right or to the left of the religious sphere, we still fall in danger of following our hawa, following our hawa. وَإِنْهُمْ إِلَّا يَظُنُّونَ In the verse... Verse uh, 78 continues that these people, they're just, it's just based on presumptions, right? It's not based on yaqeen. It's not based on ilm. The other reflection that I wanted to share with you, subhanAllah, and I didn't want to talk this long, uh, so forgive me, my apologies. I like to keep things quick and to, to point, you know, is, is really is remarkable, man. 
it, it, it's, it's remarkable and you find it um, mentioned here in, in uh, Surah Al-Baqarah Allah SWT is, is after he's done talking about uh, the story of Sayyidina Sulaiman alayhi salatu salam and then of course the interactions of the Muslims with the non-Muslims around them who were jealous Allah says مَا يَوَدُّ الَّذِينَ كَفَرُوا مِنْ أَهْلِ الْكِتَابِ وَلَا الْمُشْرِكِينَ أَنْ يُنَزَّلَ عَلَيْكُمْ مِنْ خَيْرٍ مِنْ رَبِّكُمْ مَا of course means no what you know what is a form of love that's like more intense than just love like uh, what is a kind of like uh, love that it's followed by an action so it's not just empty love but what's cool about the verse and this is verse number um, 105 in Surah Al-Baqarah if you look at it you see four mens min ahl al-kitab min ahl al-kitabi ma yawaddu alladhina kafaru min ahl al-kitabi wala al-mushrikina an yunazzara alaykum min number two khayrin min rabbikum three mins excuse me you see the word min three times and what's amazing in one verse three mins and they all have a different meaning subhanallah the first one is called jins which means ma yawaddu alladhina kafaru this specific group of people ahl kitab khalas min khayrin this man is for for emphasis any type of good you do they 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 don't love that min rabbikum from your lord so from it's translated in english as from 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 but in the arabic there are subtle differences that don't mean from the only one that means from is the last one min rabbikum ibtida the, the first min is min jins, emphasizing it's these people. The second is meant to emphasize the umum, the generality of any type of good. And the third min is meant to show what from. And I just think it's like it shows you the miraculous nature of the Quran sent to somebody who can't read and write, who could not read and write, sallallahu alayhi wa sallama, and how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala you know, sent this, this book that had the Arabs like, what? And then how Allah describes prophethood, Wallahu yakhtassu bi rahmatihi man yasha. Allah chooses for rahmah who he wants. The ulama said rahmah here means nubuwah, prophethood, because we know the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam is rahmatan lil alameen. That takes us now to the last reflection and you find this in verse number 119. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is describing our beloved messenger, Muhammad. The Quran is so beautiful, subhanAllah. Inna arsalnaka bilhaq We sent you, O Muhammad, with truth, a bringer of glad tidings and a warner. Of course, we know that Muslims in the public sphere, we, have to, we can't just be making people happy all the time. And that's why Imam Nasifi says, Bashira lil mu'minina bithawab, like the Prophet has given the believers good news. Now, subhanAllah, we see da'wah has become really problematic that nobody's giving good news to the believers. Everybody's beating the Muslims up. Even the Muslims who are providing content are just beating the Muslims up. Where's Wabashir al Mu'minin? Allah says, placate the believers, give them a, a, excuse me, not placate them, but give them give them glad tidings. 
right? وَنَذِيرَ لِلْكَافِرِينَ بِالْعِقَابِ And warn who? The disbelievers of a great punishment. In fact, Abdullah ibn Umar said, to use the verses of the Qur'an that are for the disbelievers and apply those to the Muslims is a sign of the khawarij. The khawarij. But the point here in this verse that I wanted us to think about is actually there are two qira'ah. Two authenticated ways to read this verse. The first is the way that most of you read it, which is the majority of the Qur'an. Where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَلَا تُسْأَلُوا عَنْ أَصْحَابِ الْجَحِيمِ And you, O Muhammad, are not going to be asked about the situation of the people in hell. Because you did your job. You did your job, subhanAllah. And that's why we say, يعني وَلَا تُسْأَلُوا أَيْ غَيْرُ مَسْؤُولُ Like you're not responsible for them. You did your best. And sometimes those of us who've accepted Islam like myself, we feel a lot of guilt, man, when we've had friends or family members who've passed away. And we've done our best to proclaim the truth and they haven't followed. You know, this verse is saying, what a like, you know, it's not your job. Your job is just to deliver the message. But here's, here's the point about the Prophet as a Rahmah that we had just talked about earlier. The Qira'ah of Imam Nafi' radiallahu anhu al-Madani. We know the two Qira'ah, Qalun and Warsh. Sayyidina Imam al-Nafi' reads it, what a tas'al an ashab al-jaheem. And do not ask about the situation of the people of hell. So there, there's a subtle difference there, right? Don't ask about them. Allah is forbidding the Prophet to ask about them. And the reason why is the love the Prophet has for people, man. The love he has for people to come to the truth. The mercy, the merciful heart of, of our beloved messenger, alayhi salatu salam, that he's concerned about even those people who are hell-bent on going to hell. Do we have that concern for people? That's why Imam al-Razi, Fakhruddin al-Razi, he says something really, really incredible about Sultul Kafirun, that Sultul Kafirun begins with an immutable command. You must say, O Kafir, you, O Muhammad, السلام, you must say, O disbelievers. Imam al-Razi says, and Imam Ibn Ashur, that Allah must command the Prophet to say that because the Prophet is too kind. MashaAllah, too merciful. He cares about people. Sallallahu alayhi wasallam. So these are just a few reflections, mashallah, on this beautiful chapter, Surah Al-Baqarah, just a, a snowflake in a blizzard, if you will, a drop in an ocean. But, you know, alhamdulillah, I hope that this has brought a little, a little, you know, centering to your day. Number one, we talked about how the Qur'an visually forces us to see the ignorance and lack of apathy of the hypocrites. Number two, we talked about the story of Adam and how shaitan has more game than Parker Brothers, more game than the app store, shaitan than the PlayStation store, man. Shaitan knows how to play with terms and switch things around and start to busy people with things that distance them from being constantly consumed by religious theology, so they become lost. And that took us to the third lesson, Amaniyah, that these people, they interject into religion that, that ignorance. 
and they try to root religion in ignorance instead of rooting new things and making sure that they are sufficiently support, supported by religious texts, right? And then we talked about verse number 105 and the three men's and how they all have different meanings and subhanAllah is just like some wow, subhanAllah, and how Allah subhanahu wa calls prophethood rahmah. And that rahmah is between being the inviter to, you know, encouraging the people of good and warning the people of evil. There's that balance. And then finally, how the two qira'a, because the Prophet we are not responsible for people's decisions. We just convey the message as followers of the Blessed Messenger. And then how the Prophet is so concerned about people. And that's why, you know, Sultan Toba is sent in Medina towards the end of the life of the Prophet And we know that Abu Talib, according to, to, to Sunnis, did not embrace Islam. But we find in Surah Tawbah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَلَا تَقُمْ عَلَىٰ قَبْرِ أَحَدٍ مِّنْهُمْ أَبَدًا Right? Never, never stand in front of their graves and don't pray for them in other places. Don't seek forgiveness for them. إِن تَسْتَغْفِرْ لَهُمْ سَبْعِينَ مَرَّةً Even if you thought you were going to seek their forgiveness, even if you did it 70 times. Al-Razi says something very beautiful that from the death of Abu Talib until that time later in Medina, the Prophet continued to seek forgiveness for Abu Talib because he loved him so much, subhanAllah. His concern for people, man, was remarkable. And nowadays is our da'wah harsh and divorced from apathy and the concern that people will come to heaven, is it, is it brash and harsh and full of bravado? which I can understand is needed at times, but it has to be rooted in, as Allah says, It's like you're going to destroy yourself with your concern over them, O Sayyidina Muhammad. Barakallahu feekum. Thank you for listening to Sweet Swiss Cast. Sweet Cast. Swiss Cast, leave a review if you can. It really helps us out. Let other people know if you're enjoying the podcast on social media. You can also sign up for my school at swiss at suhaibweb.com. We're doing some great things there, educating now almost 3,000 people all over the globe. Barakallahu feekum. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah.